This episode is brought to you by Funnables. Funnables aren't just fruit snacks. Every bite your child takes is fueled to spark their imagination, taking them from a wild unicorn space mission to a deep sea dive into a rainbow river. Funnables are made with 7.1% real fruit puree and are an excellent source of vitamins A, C, and E. So anytime, any place, make snack time playtime with Funnables fruit snacks. Have fun. Eat it too. Visit FunnablesNacks.com to shop now. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Lots going on this week. We've had Ric Flair's, well, I guess at the time of recording, Ric Flair's last match. We had SummerSlam. We had this big thing in Atlantic City, which some people are calling complete trashy area to have, which Tony's going to talk to us about that. <laughs> Welcome to Worlds Collide. Myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com, who is the star of this show today, because <laughs> we're talking all things national, and he was there representing wrestling cards on the biggest platform that we've ever had on the national. So Tony, welcome back. Thanks, man. It's been a, uh, been a crazy week. It really has been. So travel wise, it was uh, pretty good. You know, I, I went, I spared no expense on this trip, man. I just cashed <laughs> in some miles and I went first class all the way there, sat in low class out in uh, Atlantic city and flew yeah. first class <laughs> the way back. <laughs> I think, I think your statement is kind of right along the lines of what everybody else stated as far as like the, uh, but, but I, I'm also area. I'm not very I'm not very picky, you know. I I, I used to date a girl out there in, in Jersey area, so now not in that area, but you know more north. Uh, but uh, I don't have a problem with it. I've never been really picky about stuff like that. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of like Miami, uh, just because for that my safety. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, yeah, I can see a lot of what people didn't like about Atlantic City. There was a lot to to take in. <laughs> so absolutely. <laughs> So uh, let's let's just jump into it. Uh, this is the first time you've been in the national in what twenty years? Uh, I, I I think the last one I went to checking the records was two thousand and six. It was in Anaheim. Oh, so it wasn't that. It wasn't yeah. that long ago then. No, and that so, was my only experience. So this one, of course, you know they they see that these wrestling card guys are coming in. So they, uh, regardless of what you said, they put you in the first class airfare. They're paying for the wrestling guys to get there because they want. No, them no, I that. took care of myself, baby. I took care of myself. Oh come on, I'm trying. I'm, no, try- I'm no trying one... to pump this up here. <laughs> Trust me, they. Uh, uh, you know, Paula Nunn from the Wrestling Card Price Guide has all the credit in the world for this. He's the one that, since last year, just kept going and going at them. Uh, not, not like on a daily basis or even weekly basis, but just made the connection, followed up and followed up again and followed up again. And they kind of kept passing us on from one person to the next person at some point, because there was talk at one point we were going to get a booth and maybe have like a home base for all wrestling fans to kind of go towards. And, you know, maybe having Husker have come out and sell. I mean, who knows? I mean, we had all these early plans. And when we realized we weren't getting a table, um, you know, we were, we were like, we're going anyways. And then, uh, uh, the, the deal there was like, we'd like to be able to be able, uh, be able to speak, uh, on the main stage or whatever stage, not knowing there was, <laughs> it's kind of a false, yeah. like the main stage, there was only one stage and it is the main stage. Uh, there was like, uh, you go into like a, uh, 
some sort of a outdoor fan fest thing. I think we're like, you know, but now playing on stage number one and stage number They've two. Got, is yeah, it? right. It's one stage. So it was um, a lot. Of, all the credit goes to Paul for uh, making this happen. And, uh, you know, he just kept uh, keep kept uh, in contact with everybody who uh, needed to be contact from the, from the national. And they were just uh, very grateful, uh, gracious to us. And, and we're grateful for them not letting us have that, that time. So, I mean, originally they were going to give us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. from 10 to 11. And we're thinking to ourselves, who in the hell nobody's going to be there. It's going to be there after a Saturday night from partying or whatever you want to do, you know? Uh, so well, like, and to my understanding, Sunday is when people are packing up anyway. Um, you know, well, there's a lot to, you know, for any big convention, that's when the deals are to be made, man. People don't want to go sure. home with crap. So you, you know, if, if you're sticking around on Sundays, you're going to try and you know clean people out of stuff and maybe get some good deals. But, you know, plus none of us were going to be there anyways. So we were all leaving Saturday afternoon. Gotcha. So that didn't obviously didn't work. So follow back up. And next thing you know, they gave us closing the show on Thursday night from five to 6 p.m. And it was a perfect time. Let's jump right into the panel. Uh, I watched on the Go GTS Live YouTube channel, which mm-hmm. um, talk about an amazing, and you, I saw you repurposed it on mm-hmm. a recent WTC TV episode with Paul. And excellent. The audio was good. Video was good. It came out better than I probably could have ever imagined. But what do you? What did you think as a result and the setup and anything else? Just overall, what's your thoughts on how the panel went? We didn't really know what to think going in there. We didn't know, are we going to be standing there with a microphone? You know, check, check, one, two, three. We weren't sure. Uh, the table, we went, that's the first thing we did when we got there Wednesday on the pre- preview night. We went and scoped out the stage. Like, oh, this is great. So a nice long table. There's microphones on the table. It's going to be four of them. We'll share. Um, and their whole production crew, a uh, gentleman named James, who's the one who uh, uh archived all the all the 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 entire recording session and sent it over to me via dropbox uh was was amazing and um you know he got everything set up for us and uh the presentation stuff was great i thought it was really good and um but the different camera angles i wasn't expecting that so when we were sitting down all of a sudden you see a camera on the left side of us and the right side of us and you're like holy crap this is going to be like some kind of production almost and uh, it was great because we tried to stream this live through through Nick, uh, you know, from Crazy Car Collector, uh, and then uh, the guys from the uh, Car Foundation podcast, and then myself. Uh, none of our audios worked very well. It was hard to hear. The videos were grainy. Um, both Nick's and my phone both died during the Q and A section, <laughs> so we didn't get a full, you know, transcript of the whole thing. And um, so then for them to go and repurpose that and give us the recording was amazing. So uh, I'm so happy the way it turned out. Yeah, I was watching, I guess it would have been a couple of hours before you guys went on. I was watching the, some other panels talk before you. And I was like, man, if, if this is going to be the live stream, this is going to be amazing because of the quality, like you said, the quality and the angles and the audio was really clear. So uh, I thought you guys did a good job breaking down kind of, you know, the history of wrestling cards and introducing, but also tying in some like collector facts and what people can expect and i was pleasantly surprised from the amount of people that actually showed up because while i expected wrestling to be you know a cool thing like this is awesome the national is giving wrestling the time of day with this panel i didn't know how many people were actually going to show up in that in the crowd there but they kept paying to the crowd and like you know it wasn't packed or you know hanging from the rafters but there were a lot of people there so uh, what was your feedback from the people at the panel that you talked to? 
they seemed to enjoy it. There were some people there who, uh, I mean, we had our, we didn't have any plants. We didn't put anybody out there <laughs> like that, but you know, uh, you know, awkward five, you know, Brian Williams, he was yeah. there. It's like, that. wait a minute. You're, you're saying he wasn't a plant to do the nope. run in at the end with the science nope. labs. <laughs> nope. He, uh, he was awesome. I mean, he just showed up and you know, showing support. And, uh, it, when you have people out in the crowd, like I'm not a public speaker, you know, I'm a behind the scenes kind of guy. So for me doing the podcast, I think it helped me in the last two years because, that's just not my thing. So this has really kind of helped out. So, uh, but then having people that you're familiar with and you know, like, you know, Ryan, you know, if, uh, it's a macho madness guy, he was mm -hmm. there. Uh, he was showing support. Brian was there showing support, having some somewhat familiar faces, people, you know, in our hobby kind of, it's just like talking to your friends. So it was, um, that helped, that helped me out anyways. I mean, I know, uh, Danny and Johnny are very much more experienced when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, I mean, of course they, they knocked out of the park as per usual, uh, I expect nothing less from those guys. Um, but then uh, just the crowd itself, like, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect it to be full. Uh, I thought, at, you know, even if it was full, like, like, okay, these are people who have been probably walking all day. There's only chairs available to sit down and rest your feet, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what we did at some point. Like, yeah, they, 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 we couldn't find any places to sit. So we're like, oh, we'll just go sit in the, in the, at the main stage area. It's like that, all the chairs they had set out there. But, um, it was good. There were some people asking some great questions you probably saw in the Q and a, mm -hmm. and, um, I, I hope we, we handle it well enough for them. And, um, it was fun. I just, um, I, I kind of hope they were already kind of planning for 2023. So were there many people that were, I guess, non wrestling collectors that came up to you after that event or, uh, maybe before when they found out you were speaking or anything like that, that you weren't familiar with just random people? Nobody came up and, and said anything. I, I was surprised too. We, we walked around early in the day, Paul and I with and Chuckster, and uh, we were really pumping up like, hey, we're going to be speaking from 5 to 6 p.m. We hope you can come to our show. We got Birdie the Kid. He sat there yeah. the whole time with his dad and, and, uh, um, and watched the whole thing, which was great to have him on there. Yep. And, uh, you know, nobody that really came by and said, oh, wrestling cards and this and that. But there were definitely some people out there who you could tell probably didn't really collect wrestling cards that were kind of like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. So kind of got that vibe. Maybe I'm wrong. That's good. So, got to get the ball rolling and the interest going somewhere with these, uh, you know, people that aren't, maybe, maybe they were wrestling fans or used to be. And all of a sudden they heard someone's going to talk about wrestling and then, Oh, lo and behold, there's wrestling cards. As yeah. We, and, you know. That's kind of the vibe I kind of got that people were kind of like, Oh, I, 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 I know Hulk Hogan and things like that. And, uh, there's cards for wrestling. This is yeah. kind of cool. I, I kind of got that vibe a little bit from some people, but um, yeah, it was just an overall good experience. I thought. So let's jump into the wrestling card aspect. I know you guys were constantly walking around. It seemed like this year I saw a better representation of wrestling cards uh, from social media and pictures of people posting what mm -hmm. they were seeing in showcases. Uh, I know it's a, it's a vendor show. So I know they've got to price these things at a certain point because, you know, the cost of travel and setup and booth rent and all that stuff. But the prices just seemed astronomical. The selection, 100%. the selection seemed like fairly decent from what I saw. So from a wrestling perspective, how much was present? What did you see? Did you talk to anybody of the, any of the dealers? Yeah. If we go on to actually uh, the WTC Twitter page or, and even uh, uh, Instagram and, and, and Facebook, I posted a couple of a uh, few videos of, of, you know, interviewing some people uh, talking about their wrestling cards they had. There was one guy in, in particular that I think his name was Greg. 
I can't remember now. I think his name was Greg. Anyhow, he had like some amazing onto the giant stuff, all Japanese onto the giant stuff. The first time in my life that I ever got to see, you know, in my hand and see the 1948, you know, uh, uh, 1948 set that came out. And it was just, uh, it was amazing to me. It's like that to see that the magic cards. That's right. And, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm all into this stuff. Like, you know, Andre is like the goat and I love, love having that stuff here. And people ask me all the time. I specialize in that and boxing stuff. And, uh, there was a lot of guys, you, you saw a lot of, a lot of wrestling all-stars as you would can see, but I was actually surprised to see, uh, quite a bit of modern stuff too. Yeah. A lot of obviously prism that I guess I kind of expected to see, like, uh, you know, I was at the time still trying to build my revolution set and I didn't even bother to sit down and look for any singles. Uh, there was a booth over in the breaker area that somebody had uh, some, some 5,000 count boxes, 3,200 count boxes of wrestling singles. And I just like, I'm not that guy. It just sits there at yeah. the booth. It just goes through all that stuff. And I mean, I don't know what I would have found in there, I'm sure. But um, there was stuff to be found. That's for sure. Lots, a lot of wrestling, uh, a lot more than I think we expected to see. And but the price points, oh boy, um, they, they, were, they were pretty high. I mean, I, I get, I get that you got costs and expenses to try to cover. Uh, I don't know if these guys are sitting down prepping themselves for the national thinking, Oh, well, this normally sells for a thousand. I'm going to sell for 1500 to help offset my cost. I, I don't know. They seem to be pretty above comps. If you want to say, use that term. I, I don't know. It was, I ended up not buying very much at all. All I ended up buying for myself is I, I found the guy that I bought my original current angle printing plate from. And tried yep. to finish the whole thing off. And the one I've got hanging on my wall over here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, he had more printing plates. So I bought a complete That's awesome. rainbow of yeah. the printing plates of Kurt Angle stuff. And I also uh, picked up, I have it handy, but I got an uncut sheet of TNA um, New Era, I think it is, all of the autographs and kiss cards. Now, who, who had that? There's got to be a story behind that one. Uh, I can't remember the gentleman's actually eBay name stone stone or something stone. I, I wasn't overly polite with him. I'm going to be that up front right away. <laughs> I wasn't because when I when I put two and two together, I realized who he was. And it's been like, I don't know, six, seven months now, maybe eight months since I first initiated contact with the guy I said, Hey, I'm interested in buying all of your current angle stuff. What can we do? I'm looking to finish this. And you know, I've got the, the, the magenta printing plate. I like to get the other ones. If you have them, oh, I have them. Okay, can us work out a deal. Never hear from the guy Nothing. again. And I had and I had been warned about that guy too. So when I saw him face to face, I could see exactly that personality of his of his emails to me fit exactly about who he really is. <laughs> but I will give him credit. He gave me a, a decent deal on all of it, um, and that ended up being like my only real purchase for the whole the whole week. I wasn't there to buy. I really yeah, wasn't there to buy. That's kind of a sentiment I heard from a lot of people. It's an interesting thing where the idea of the show is the the biggest sports card memorabilia show, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and most people go to those because they want to buy, sell, and trade. But it seems like something I took away from this year specifically is that the prices were so expensive and people were not willing, like dealers, not necessarily individuals, the dealers were like not very flexible on things that it almost essentially turned into a big social event instead of a card event. Kind of. Um, I mean, I, I tried to haggle with the guy when I got originally, I had, didn't even see the printing plates because uh, I wasn't really looking at his case. I just I was walking down the, the aisle with Chuckster and Paul and I said, oh, check it out. There's some 95 WCW 
Of course. You know, uh, uncut sheet. Oh. And I, so I looked at it, we're like, we're mulling it over. It's like, oh, well, I have others. And there was like another TNA set. And then another TNA one that, again, was, it was just of all the autographs, the single, double, quad, and kiss cards, and the two uh, cards of Sting's face paint stuff that goes on. So it was all of that. Of course, you know, unsigned and un, no face paint. Right. But blanks. I'm like, hey, I could probably get a lot of this stuff signed and frame it up and put it in my store as a wall piece. Yeah, that would be um, cool. And uh, that's what the convincing thing was that I ended up doing my, uh, I got. And um, uh, so I just, I looked at the uncut sheets and he gave me a price for the uncut sheets. And it's like, oh, right now, if you do it for this, da, 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 you know, try to give me the whole car salesman type <laughs> of thing going there. And I said, well, let me think about it. And uh, I ended up going back the next day because I went to go stand in line for Alan Iverson stuff. And um, long story. All I know is, honey, I'm, I'm husband of the year. <laughs> uh so i um did go back after that and then i ended up saying like like a hold on printing plates here and then i also discovered that uh the wcw uncut sheet wasn't they're two different versions of the uncut sheet so it's not a full complete set it's like 50 cards of the 100 cards on each sheet and so that 50 cards of the hundreds will repeat itself so it's the same 50 cards twice on an uncut sheet and the second sheet will be the other 50 cards twice on an uncut sheet so I'm like, oh, it's got Stone Cold on here twice. And I'll take that. And that might be worth it. No, it was the other one. So it only had the Hollywood and violence. So I'm like, okay, instantly not interested in this in this uncut sheet because I already have one of those. Uh, and I'm like, I definitely don't want the other TNA one. I want the uncut sheet of all the autographs. And so we, um, he gave me a price. You know, I went to haggle with him. I, I, gave him, I gave him my price, maybe meet me in the middle. Guy would not budge one single bit. Not one bit. I don't understand because it, it's not like there's a, you know, huge market out there for those things. And like, if you've got the buyer in front of you, why not negotiate and get it done? Well, you, you think you'd want to haggle a little bit. It's like, yeah, that, sure. And, and fine, you know what, pack it all up and take it back home with you. Sure. Yeah. So besides something like that, and, you know, this turning into a social event, high prices, and we, you know, we've established that wrestling cards finally got put on the map and people seem to have them in their showcases, which is Something yeah, there's, that... there's there's one thing that's no secret. Wrestling is not a hidden thing anymore. Uh, these vendors, if any of them, like nobody had stuff there that I saw. Um, and people can chunk. Obviously, you can't see everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we walked up and down those aisles for two straight days, you know, basically checking out as much as we possibly could. Um, but from what I saw, nobody was offering anything at great pricing. when it came, Across the board, again, I'm not looking at uh, NBA baseball i'm not looking at any of that kind of stuff you know right um I, i'm looking at uh you know looking for wrestling and um nobody was offering anything I was like that's a steal that's a great price that, that that you better jump on that i didn't feel that way about anything i think maybe paul did paul got some old little uh japanese uh little mini little album to hold his you know japanese cards with oh that's, that's I think cool he, he tweeted it and that was like 15 bucks for a little album it was kind of cool yeah i thought that would be a good price but i didn't see anything there um obviously all stars is everybody knows it i mean there's no there's nothing hidden about it um nothing hidden about wrestling they, they knew they That's knew uh, some guys the uh, same guy might have a, a, a rick flair you know psa 8 in his case uh and he knew what that value was and had it set and he also had a a becky lynch prism card and he knew what the value of that was as well there was no people uh they're aware of wrestling cards they know there's a market for it and that uh there's there's some money to be made there it's good 
uh, sky's the limit. I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And it's, it's just awesome to see the kind of transition that we've made as a space in the hobby between this time last year and now, like, Oh yeah. Think, think about how much has changed. So besides everything else we've talked about, what's something that you kind of have as uh, some takeaways from just the national as an event and experience from just from your perspective, well, you take it anywhere you want. Yeah. Large conventions for me. I mean, um, uh, it's nothing new. So yeah, right. uh, it, it's just another kind of convention. I mean, you know, doing conventions that draw, you know, uh, six figures of, of, of attendees over the weekend. That's not new for me. So uh, doing pop culture conventions uh, for the past 25 plus years, um, it's something I'm used to. So me coming into a large show like that, I knew to wear comfortable shoes. I knew to stay hydrated. I knew, you know, I knew those kind of things like that and, and where to, how I like to navigate. We all like navigate our shows a little differently and uh, being with, you know, uh, Paul's not a first timer. He went in 2010, but, um, uh, you know, someone like, uh, Chuckster too, you know, you got to try to keep pace with each other. And, 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 you know, we met up with people and got to see everybody, but me going to a show like that. And for this specific type of show for wrestling cards, uh, I, I got the big, biggest kick out of, uh, meeting up with people for the first time, even whether interviewing them for something or, uh, seeing them on social media. And that was a, a lot of fun doing our after panel dinner at the hard rock was one of the highlights for me of being, you know, hanging out with, uh, with Ryan and, and Chris and, uh, Caleb. And, uh, it was just, it was uh, just, it's fun. Just, uh, uh, the, the like, like-minded, uh, individuals, uh, are into the hobby and just, you know, talking some shop and comparing notes and having fun and telling jokes. It was, it was great. It's a, it was a good time. Your sentiment, like I said, is exactly seems like what a lot of people I heard on, you know, hobby podcast talking heads say and social media and whatnot. Do you think that this national maybe kind of has shifted things more towards like hobby relationships and the cards themselves, as opposed to the strictly transactional mindset that we've seen the last couple of years, because you know, if people aren't willing to price their stuff, will want to move it. And, you know, people are not really buying and selling, but everybody, the takeaway was the big, best part was getting together with everybody. Are we kind of taking a turn, do you think? I don't know, maybe. I mean, uh, the discussion was brought up. We had a, a conversation about, you know, the possibility of like, you know, less cardboard being printed in the future because of, you know, uh, digital media. Yeah. And, um, you know, if that's the aspect that we end up going, let's say, you know, 10 years down the road, it becomes all about EPACs and you can yeah. have what you want to print on your own. I mean, I know Ryan and I, we talked about this pretty extensively. Um, I, I equate it to also the music business. I mean, uh, you know, streaming is a way to go, but you know, record stores still exist. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're never going to get rid of cardboard. If, if they just decided one day and fanatics is, uh, you know, end goal is like, we're not printing any more cardboard, you know, it's all digital and we'll print it based on demand and what you want printed. Uh, you know, I don't, it's not going to have any effect on, on, on actual cardboard going forward in card shows, but you know, even if that was the case and it became a digital type of thing, it's still a place to go to, to network with other people. And if all of our sales and transactions are taking place online in some sort of online world, uh, the national is still a great place to go. And, you know, almost having like, uh, uh, you know, shops and, and tutorials and, and educational things to teach you how to be better at your online sales and services like that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, uh, I mean, Fanatics was there, but maybe you have like a larger eBay presence on how to better build a better eBay store to take care of your digital media type stuff or digital sales or online sales. Uh, maybe 
those become the future thing. I, I don't know. It's just um, nothing, nothing takes away. Nothing will ever take away uh, from the personal interaction period. Uh, so there's always going to be a place for that, but as long as people want to hold on to their stuff for high prices, not negotiate, they're going to have a lot less sales. Like I'm curious to hear the fallout from vendors and how yeah. well they did monetarily compared to previous ones they may have done. Yeah. And the, you know, some people say, well, it's, uh, the, the national is more about like, you know, seeing things you don't normally see and mm -hmm. building relationships. But then my question is, okay, I understand that from an attendee, but if you're a vendor, you're there to make money. Like if sure. you're just building a, a, you know, your case is full of not for sale, not for trade cards, or they're, they have, you know, they're. Yeah, you might as well just go ahead and uh, whatever hometown you live in is build your, build your own museum at home and yeah. people to come in and check out your museum. But um, there, there is definitely a lot of cash being uh, handed. Um, I don't know because uh, I'm assuming there may be some controversy about it. There may be some speculation. I don't know. I know from years of conventions of what some of these big convention halls do, and I'm not going to get into that. Uh, but the cell service in that place was absolutely abysmal and a joke. And uh, it was 80 bucks a day, $79.99 to have a Wi-Fi connection. If, if that's what you wanted, if you chose to do. So I don't know if the vendors were paying that in order to get, uh, you know, card transactions, mm -hmm. but there was definitely a lot of cash being had. I know Paul and I were walking by and we saw this booth and there's a kid. I, he couldn't have been more than 10. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, we caught at the tail end of like their transaction and I, whatever the price may be, I, we didn't hear what the price was, but the kid goes, you got change for a hundred and just starts rolling out a wad and hands <laughs> the guy cash. And like, who is this you know, yep. Richie Rich kid, man? I, I mean, it was it was incredible. So there's a lot of cash uh, being handed around. So that that that's without question. But seeing everybody with their little their little briefcase oh, and yep. little handy cases walking around, they actually sell them at the at the they're selling them there at the actual booth too for for uh, supplies. Mm -hmm. um, it's comical to me in that sense, but I, I get it. But that's just not my lane. So. I just find it funny and I laugh like, oh, look at all these guys. And like, I, I, I'm expecting to start seeing like, you know, them connected to a, a handcuff on their wrist like that. You know? uh, yeah, I, I'm sure those guys were there. We just, you probably just didn't see them. I'm, yeah, I'm really not paying attention. I, at, at some point it becomes a blur. Yeah. Um, when you've walked up and down the aisles enough times, it's like that. And you're kind of like, you kind of can go by a booth and you can kind of get a feel of if no one's got long boxes and drawers, just like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and all it is is display cases and maybe a, a rack behind them with, uh, with wax. Uh, you can got to just not, there's not, no wrestling here whatsoever. Boom. Move to the next one. This is clearly all Pokemon. Go to the next one. This is clearly all, you know, uh, NBA stuff like that. And, um, but it's, it's just surprising to what you find. And, and I was just pleasantly surprised to see a lot of wrestling there, both vintage and modern. I think just from an outsider's perspective, again, my biggest takeaway was uh, social media and any kind of posting I saw was like people having a good time, people getting yep. together with other like-minded people, um, putting out some funny videos or doing stuff like that. As opposed sure. to last year, it was all about, you know, stacks of a hundreds on a display case or yeah, you didn't know, see any of that. people with their camera crews going through. There, and there's, you know. There was a few of those kind of people. You see people walking around with their little stabilizer for their camera, walking around, trying to do stuff like that, you know, and they have a little, maybe one or two guys, you know, clearly doing a lot of content, but then you go to the breaker area mm -hmm. and it, 
everybody's on there. They're, they're all paying that 80 bucks for self coverage for sure, because they're all on there doing live breaks. Everybody's talking, everybody's their own celebrity. They're all yeah. doing their thing. And uh, so that was interesting to watch all that taking place. Even in the, when you got into the manufacturer area near, you know, Panini and tops and fanatics and upper deck and all the grading companies like that. Uh, that was, um, there were people there with on their phones and, and doing like live something, something social media wise. Like, but that's just the world we live in now. Everything's, you know, in real time and presented to the world in real time. And it's just, uh, that's what it is. So, I mean, we try to do that uh, to an extent too. And, you know, just get out there and do quick interviews and post yeah. right away. And then we quickly realized, <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, we have no service. You just have to wait till later. <laughs> and then you get back to your room and you're like, Oh, you know, feet, you know, I just got to relax. Like I have no, I'm not doing nothing. And then, you know, uh, my, and then my, my week got kind of ruined with, uh, other bad information, but we'll talk about that some other time. And, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's an experience. I, I recommend anybody who hasn't been to one, you know, go, go, go try it. You could probably get away with just doing one day. If you're just there to, to soak in the experience for a day. You can get away with a day, two days tops. You don't have to go all four or five days. We were yeah. done. I mean, we, we had time. Paul and I had time to, we could have gone back on Saturday. And I, that's my only regret is that seeing a lot of people that only showed up on Saturday, uh, which is by far the busiest day. And, and Friday mm -hmm. was, you know, that was wall to wall people as it was. Um, but uh, I only regret not. We could have gone back. We had all, we had plenty of time. We had late flights on, on Saturday evening. We could have probably put in about two or three hours to the show if we wanted to, but we were done. We we're done. I mean, tap, tapped out. We were done. We, we, we went back to our hotel. Hell, we went out, uh, checked out, put our luggage away, went back inside the hotel playing indoor miniature golf. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end, end the national by playing yeah. some mini golf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the city itself is what it is. I mean, it, it just it stank of weed everywhere you went. Uh, you know, a lot of hookers, a lot of drugs. Um, I, I'm well aware of the boardwalk. I've been there several times before doing other conventions at the exact same hotel that we end up staying at. Um, so I, I, I know you keep your wallet front pocket. <laughs> um, just the way it is. I mean, um, we, we made the, we made the most of it. it. It was fun to get together with people with, uh, you know, especially with Chuckster who I already met before last year for the first time. And then Paul for the first time of, you know, uh, exchanging emails getting phone, uh, you know, uh, text messages eventually doing the zoom thing during the pandemic after all these years and having after co phone conversations and finally meeting these people after 20 years, yeah. like it was, um, it was a good, good experience to see, uh, my, basically my, my brothers now, you know, it's just, uh, to hang out with them and, uh, guys who've been part of the wrestling card community for as long as I've been at part of it. So, you know, you wish you'd see other people there, but, um, you can't see everybody. I mean, I saw, I saw social media. I saw a uh, uh, wax pack man out there holding a sign saying, uh, I'll t uh, give me your wrestling cards. He had a big old sign. Hold on. Saw it, but never saw him in person. <laughs> never saw him in person. Uh, and just uh, having other people randomly walk up to you and just kind of like, Hey, I know I, you're the wrestling kind of guy. I remember, you know, it's a, a surreal moment for me. When yeah, you have a, for sure. A Brian, when you have a Brian guy, you know, someone like Brian uh, Williams come up and uh, say, Hey buddy. Sign your cards and one of one, man. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not not validation, but uh, 
it's just a cool payoff for all the years of work you put into it. To, you're sitting there uh, at the table and you look yeah. at all the guys here and you got like, you know, it's, it's I got Paul on my right and I've got Chuckster and Caleb and, and, and the Car Foundation guys. I, and then we're all signing cards. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that whole pan, like this was uh, out of, this is probably my third or fourth year of actually keeping up with national stuff. And, this is by far like the most fun from an outsider's perspective. I still like didn't really get a lot of FOMO of being there. I think it would have been cool to hang out with everybody, but like, I'm, I'm kind of like you, like I I would go buy these cases probably and be like, ah, none of this stuff is, is going to fit what I want to buy. Plus the pricing and, you know, I'm doing my yeah, own. Even, even if, even if it was stuff that I wanted, yeah. uh, it's just like, dude, it's like, uh, it, it was, it's tailored. That show is definitely tailored 100% towards the person who needs that card to fill their PC. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking for that one piece uh, at any price. I need to have it because I can't find anywhere else or whatever. But um, you know, especially with the Japanese stuff. But you know, there's plenty of Hogan's there and plenty of Ric Flair's there. Plenty of uh, several Andres there for you know, obviously the All Stars, which you know, that's what everybody in the sports world gravitates towards. Uh, and, and rightfully so as, you know, the, the, the big boys when it comes to the wrestling cards, but there's a lot of good stuff too. Prism, you know, I expected the yeah. prism because those guys are all prism boys anyways. That's true. All right. So we go from talking about the national to talking about some, I guess, not so great news and Tony to being completely transparent. I didn't bug you during the national because I know how it is. It's like when I was at Disney for like four or five days in a row and people were messaging me about Karrion Cross when he got cut. You want to talk about like some great news while I'm in the land of magic. But uh, <laughs> That's not as bad. I would not no. take that news. <laughs> no, no, but you know, sa same concept. And I was just like, ah, I'm just going to push this aside and keep having a good time. So um, Top Rope Con, I honestly have no idea what happened because I, I hadn't talked to you about it. So uh, I'm just going to turn it over to you and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about or whatever like you well, do and don't want to say. At the time of this recording right now, I, I don't have a whole lot more that I could really talk about with it other than the fact that people know that it's been canceled. Um, I hate that word canceled. Um, and I, I don't want to say anything negative, uh, especially when it comes to dealing with my partner who uh, – regardless of how this whole thing ended or ends or whatever we're going to be doing. Um, uh, it's not going to, it's not going to affect my friendship with him at all. Cause first and foremost, we're friends. So we're both professional enough to be able to separate the business from personal kind of thing. So um, from a business standpoint though, uh, super disappointed um, when I got the call to go over numbers, I remember sitting in my hotel room. I'm with Paul, as a matter of fact, in the hotel room and we're relaxing uh, before we're headed out to do something. I can't remember what time of day it was either, but, uh, and basically he's crunching the numbers. The numbers didn't make sense. Um, there was a miscount in uh, pre-sales uh, from uh, talent pre-sales uh, because we had some issues before with Square where people weren't able to order pre-sales. They couldn't order their photo op. They couldn't order their combo. They couldn't order their autograph, that kind of stuff. So uh, after I, I worked on it with Square, I got it all, I got it squared away with Square um, and figured out the problem. I said, you know what? Uh, I generated a, a discount code that would, you know, wipe everything out to, so we can go through a process. We can do tests and not have to pay for anything. So we just go through and do a test and say, oh, I want to buy all, all my, my Zan autograph card. So I have my Zan autograph. Uh, I can run a test and put in this special code. It zeros it out, but the transaction goes through as mm -hmm. a process, you know. Um, 
So he had gone through and counted everything and, and said, oh, we're, you know, we're doing well. Regal's got this, Engel's got that, da, 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 da. Not realizing that a large chunk of that was for all the testing we went through and did of like, we went all through Abaddon stuff. We went all through Brody Lee stuff. We went through every single person's thing and ran these tests that came up. And I said, but what do you mean? You didn't bother to go look and see that, you know, something's marked as complete as, I mean, it, it, it's all semantics. Who cares? But bottom line was uh, the numbers didn't add up. Uh, we had a discussion and Paul can attest to this. He, he sat there quietly while I had a speakerphone because <laughs> my, 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 my earpiece and my phone doesn't work very well. So I try, I, I'm that annoying guy that has to talk on a speakerphone all the time now. So, um, I'm hoping I, uh, I might go get myself a new phone this week. Um, and, um, bottom line was we either cut it, we had to cut our ties now and lose $2,500 or we were going to lose about forty-three to $45,000. Makes sense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And there was no um, plan to f or alternative to find a way to uh, make that less. Um, we did try to find a new location because the venue was costing us a fortune. Uh, I mean, we got a great deal on it. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, we got a great deal. And the talent, all of them, every talent from top to bottom that we had uh, booked for the show, uh, pleasant to work with, pleasant to negotiate with, all did, did great things to, uh, to, to help us out as far as lowering our costs. That being said, you know, those costs still add up. You know, 500 bucks here plus $2,000 there and $1,000 here. I mean, when you start talking a lot of guaranteed money that people want guaranteed monies, it adds up. So um, the decision was already made before I think my partner even called me. I think he decided regardless, right off the top. He, he just said, listen, this is what's, this is what's going on. Um, and I, Paul, again, Paul was there. He can attest to it. I'm like, so are you telling me this is a done deal that we're canceling? And I was just like, yep. Like, okay. So I wasn't even really discussed with about like, what can we do? It was just, this is what I, this is what it is. This is what's happening. And it's officially done. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And that wasn't a good feel. So yeah, it, it just, that's how it is. And then uh, to go, when you make it, when you make a post about that and um, to announce that you change the website, which I didn't, I haven't touched anything. I haven't touched anything, answered anything top rope since just before I left for the national. <laughs> I've done anything. So as soon as he made that announcement, I kind of just like, okay, I'm kind of free and clear right now. Uh, I'm not, you know, there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes as far as the brand, the name goes like that. The brand is not dead. The name is not dead. It's going to have some negative uh, attachments to it because of this cancellation. But I think we can actually re uh, um, still push forward in a different format. Um, obviously it's going to just cost money out of our pocket in advance. So um, I, I apologize to all the talent that, we, that, I, that I dealt with. You know, I had to make some calls. I had to make some, uh, send out some text messages to people. And then, um, you know, for the most part, all were understanding in some degree, some not so much. Uh, and I get it because, you know, you, you've put a booking on the, on the schedule for them and they're kind of counting on that weekend to make X amount of dollars minimum that weekend sure. as part of their budget. So I get that. So it's another reason why I believe that, uh, that my partner went ahead and said, like, we got to do that now we're six weeks out, give these people an opportunity to go out and still get themselves rebooked, not six days out, 
but six weeks at least gives them plenty of plenty of time to get rebooked. So, um, so that's great, I guess. Um, thankfully, my relationships with some of the people like Nash and Engel have been like, you know, dude, I totally get it. I understand. You know, happy to stay home and have a weekend off. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that's that's always nice and comforting to have. You know, people like that uh, on your side, and I feel bad. I, I see the posts from people like another part of me sees posts from people responding to the cancellation. Um, and like, Oh man, this sucks. Like, you know, every time something good in Tampa is going to supposed to be, but it gets like, really, what, what, what are the other things? So I, I want to know about them in our research. No one's ever tried to do this in Tampa, which again was part of my, my gut instinct. Why? It always makes, why has no one done this? I'm not the smartest guy in the world. How come not? I'm sure other people thought about this and why hasn't it been done? There's gotta be a reason still don't know the answer to that, but you know, you post something and I get uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of activity from people who like to complain <laughs> and say, yeah. and, and they'll say like, uh, you know, they're not engaging when you're announcing things, they're not engaging when you're offering things, they're uh, complaining about things. As soon as you have something negative, like you do 99 great things and one bad thing. And all they remember about is the bad thing. That's all yep. I remember. That's how it always uh, goes. And, um, uh, you know, people are complaining like, oh, man, I was looking forward to going this or, oh, man, this sucks. I mean, it. and I go look at the people's names. I go back and match it up to people who prepaid and bought tickets. I go, you didn't buy anything. Why would you care? <laughs> like, well, if you if you really wanted to go and you really wanted to see something succeed, show your support, share it. That's, a, that's the least and cheapest thing you can do because it's free. Yep. Share the information. Uh, it's kind of like how we do our podcasts. You know, if you if you like what we're doing and you're getting value out of it and you feel like it's something good for the community, why not share it with everybody? Uh, it's all, I mean, it's, a, it's nothing. Cost you nothing. Just click share. Click subscribe. You know, don't even turn on the notifications if you don't want to. Just at least subscribe to help our numbers, which is great. We're not monetizing anything. We don't have enough numbers to do that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just you want the hobby to grow if you want your local card show to go you want your local convention to grow you want some place to go to show support man like i, I look i chalk this up as like being a small business if your yeah. friends want to see you succeed put your money where your mouth is man and uh help out but i i kind of expected that so uh it just became an unfortunate thing that uh kind of uh put a damper on my my national trip and uh, as Paul and Chuck were like so good, such good guys were just constantly trying to talk to me because they, they could tell I was just like visibly upset about it and it was affecting me. Like I didn't even want to go hang out with them and do anything. It's like that. It's kind of on it. You know, we're walking up and down the boardwalk again with our wallets in our front pocket <laughs> and um, taking that wonderful ocean breeze that smells like it's like the Atlantic Moana. <laughs> it was it just it was great. Um, but it's, uh, top rope is, uh, I put a lot of hours into it, man. Yeah. I put a lot into it. I had to break the news of the card foundation guys. They were bummed. Um, if people are upset and they, uh, have a little bit less, well, I don't know how much, what less respect you can have for me already. Um, <laughs> a little less, uh, you know, confidence in me. I, I, I hear you. I feel you. Uh, but you know. I, I'm taking a lot away from this as from uh, uh, it, it's a it's a failure that I'm going to learn from and just move on. I'm going to I have a lot of already in the next in, in the next 24 hours after it was announced like that. I'd already taken away like I already had thought of so many different things like 
what I would have done and what I should have done. And, and then going back to like my gut instinct, like my gut instinct told me from the beginning, this is how I want to do things. And then we kind of go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That kind of, that kind of makes sense like that. And then I wasn't talked into it because I'm just as guilty as agreeing with it, you know, as my partner would be, but it just, it blew into something that I grander than I wanted it to go for a first time show. I, I didn't, it just kind of like out the gate. It was going to be like, yeah, Oh man, you've been running this show for like five years. Now it's our first show. That's, that's kind of the feel it was almost going to kind of have. I'm like, it's, it's too much, man. It's already too much. So, you know, Paul and I talked about some things and, and him being a nice, uh, pretty uh, uh, good businessman himself. Uh, I, I can learn a lot from him. And, and we just kind of, he threw out ideas and we talked about it and we started formulating this other potential plan that could probably, uh, you know, rise from the ashes of this particular show. And I didn't like the word being used canceled. I didn't have any say I've made no public statements I've made other than this. Now I've made no posts of any kind, all the posts, all the communication that's been going on behind the scenes through the public, through social media. None of it was me. That was all done by my partner. And I had uh, immediately when I saw the post uh, for the cancellation, I said, I think that was the wrong word. Cancellation is the wrong word. Postponement would have been better to postpone uh, at least has the possibility of something coming down the road um, and cancellations uh, like that's, that's final, you know, to me. So I don't know, maybe just a choice, different choice of words. Uh, I can rabble on about it forever. So I, people, I don't want to bore people with this. It's, uh, well, it's, that actually uh, led me to two questions as we kind of close out this episode for, because we've been promoting the show on here. And I, I think there's probably two things that people are wondering and you can go wherever you want, but First, uh, if they did purchase tickets, how do they get refunds? Are they already been taken care of? Any of that stuff? Already got taken care of. That's uh, one thing my partner did first. He uh, first things was because it's all handled through Square and then they count. So uh, those take they were immediately uh, processed. So that that those refunds all went in place in the order of ticket sales, then pre-sales, then uh, as of three days ago. Uh, even vendors and sponsors, anybody who uh, sent any money for sponsorships like that, all that stuff's been refunded. So depending on how people were, how they paid, whether it be credit card, PayPal transaction, whatever, um, it takes whatever those services times to get that stuff back. So it'd be two to five days, whatever it's like. Uh, by the time this thing even drops and airs, everybody should have already been. Okay. Been paid I just wanted to make sure everybody listening was uh, had squared away on that since we've been promoting in here. And yeah. then the other question that I'm sure people are wondering, and you said it yourself, the name is not dead. Are we going to see a potential another show pop up somewhere or that branding in another um, format somehow? It is currently being discussed. Um, I haven't talked to my partner about it yet as far <laughs> as what my new ideas are. Uh, at the time of you and I recording this right now, we were supposed to have a conversation this afternoon, and I think we had a little bit of miscommunication. I think he thought he was waiting for me. I was waiting for him to call. And I know it's going to be a sort of maybe a, a, a little, not, not so much a touchy conversation, but Sure. Um, I'm glad we're having this conversation, you know, now, as opposed to then, because then it could be a lot more heated as far as like, cause I was very pissed and, uh, not wanting to hear that kind of news. Uh, but I get it. Um, so now with, uh, time to digest and again, talking with Paul and, uh, getting some other ideas and kind of putting my notes down, I got some notes I started writing down about like, you know, uh, you know, 
oh, my gut told me this like that, you know, this is a note, you know, never do this again because my gut was right about this. And I'm telling you right now, Zan, uh, every aspect of everything that it was, a, my gut was 100% correct on everything that I, that I wanted to do. And I'm never going to doubt my gut again on that kind of stuff because it was just, it was right. And I'm going to fight for it. Like, so I'm like, nope, I don't want that. This is not what we agreed. It's this. Stop it. Uh, it's kind of where I need to be. I, I wasn't as forceful as I probably should have been. But um, there's some potential there. Um, and I've just added an extra hurdle to if we're going to use a top rope name, which we still own, um, that's going to have some stigma attached to it now because of this. That's how the, that's the name of the game in, in the convention sure. world. So, uh, and I get that. So yeah, I'll have to work a little bit harder uh, to kind of earn people's trust over that again. Um, whatever it takes to do that. I think there's still potential, maybe not in the Tampa market, um, but that's something that uh, I have to work on. I mean, I, I still believe it can happen there. I mean, I still believe it can. I just don't think it needs to be at the scale at the level that we blew up to. Like at some point in time, we had to say enough is enough. And that's just it, you know, just like Owen Hart, man. <laughs> um, and just kind of, uh, you know, cut, cut it right there. So this is it. This is where I cut. And that's what I was doing the last several weeks. I was getting emails, phone calls, text messages from talent and people I've never worked with before who have been hearing about this show. So that's a good thing that they were hearing mm -hmm. about it and they wanted to be a part of it. And I had to tell them, no. Like people wanted stuff for free. Everybody want, I'm like, no, like, right. how do I make money? I can't give you a table. Well, I'm really affordable. Well, if you're more than a dollar, you're not <laughs> affordable because I'm not giving anything away for free. If you want to see your market grow and you think this is my home state, I live here. This would be fantastic. It could be an, they had the, uh, an, an inkling of, of the vision that I had. And that was like, you know, this could be something for an annual thing here. And it's a great place because so many wrestlers who retired in this area, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We'll put your money where your mouth is buy a cheap ass table that I have <laughs> and so, show some support. Yeah. Let's right. build it to a level where I can say, I've got five, 10,000, 15,000 people coming to my event. I can give away a few more extra tables. I know my ticket sales are going to go ahead and warrant that. Right. Um, but we're not there yet. Everybody wants a full tree. Nobody wants to watch it grow. Yep. I know how that feels 100%. So it, it's, a, it's an unfortunate thing that I wasn't really thinking that we were going to talk about, but uh, it needs to be talked about. And I don't know when this is going to air, but. I'm hoping to do, you know, by the time this comes out, uh, maybe I'll have done a face, uh, Facebook Live so I can start answering people's questions. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of pissed off people who want to, you know, ask like, you know, how can you, like, saw someone post like, you know, you've been promoting this thing for almost a year. It's like that. And you pull the rug out. It's like that. I go, dude, what, what, what do you want? Like, do you want us to go ahead and continue to keep going forward, lose a shit ton of money just so you can go and have your time to come over there and say, $20 for an autograph. I'm not paying 20 bucks for an autograph. You know, I yeah. mean, these are the same people who complain, uh, you know, uh, I've been doing this for years. Like, you know, you should bring Shawn Michaels, the wrestling guy store. Like, okay, well, I know what his rate is. Are you prepared to pay this kind of, well, I'm not paying that kind of money for an autograph. Like, well, how am I supposed to get the money back? Like, are we just doing it for free? Do you think Sean's going to wake up one day and go, you know what? I want to go visit the wrestling guy store. Just go meet my fans and sign shit for free all day. Right. It doesn't work yeah. that way. I won't. Well, you know, we, we made them. Uh, they should do this stuff for free. Yeah, I, I've said it. I mean, maybe it's maybe I'm poking the bear here or, you know, out of out of line. But I've said it for a long time. I don't think 
wrestling fans understand any aspects of business. They don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would, say the, I would say the majority of them don't. Now, are there exceptions to every rule? Sure. Yes. A, a broken clock is right twice a day. Um, but it's it's just uh, that's just how it is. I mean, these, uh, you know, a lot of the people and I've known that since I was a vendor in the late 90s and early 2000s like that. And just people coming in there and I'm trying to sell wrestling cards and I'm I'm, I'm relatively, you know, very uh, priced affordably. Yeah. You know, I, and it's like, oh, my God, like, you know, I should have to. What should it be for free? I mean, what do you want? You want it? Uh, you want it for the pack of a uh, uh, the price of a pack? <laughs> you know, I, I I I spent the money to open the product. You buy the product so that I can make money off the product. That I that's that's kind of how it works. You know. Yeah. I don't know how you expect uh, you know promoters, agents, or anybody else at these conventions to make money. You expect uh, they are supposed to foot the bill, bring the talent in, so that you don't have to pay anything to get in. And just get autographs and photo ops, and everybody else goes broke while you go home and sit in your basement and play with your replica belts. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got to pull out the replica belt gimmick. Well, a little bit of a longer episode today. We'll go ahead and end it on that. But you know, when we've got stuff to talk about, we got to talk about it. And I thought that uh, both, both the national and the top rope con thing kind of happening at the same time, they both needed to be talked about. Uh, you know, light light at the end of the tunnel for wrestling cards or up up and up and to the right, maybe not to the moon, but up and to the right as far as like popularity goes and people actually having fun with it. So um, I think we pretty much covered anything. You got any any last words you want to get out there before we get out of here? No, no. I mean, um, we, we might be doing the national next year and um, maybe there'll be a top rope thing related thing in 2023. Um, we'll see. Good enough spot to end on. Let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com, people. It's the site to go to for checklist information. 20th anniversary this year. December 2nd will be our 20th anniversary. Uh, and, uh, yeah, check it out. Every every page there has all of our social media uh, and ways to get, contact us at the bottom of every single page. Constantly adding more information, uh, adding images, more checklists. I've got, like, 41 checklists now sitting in draft format. Um, so yeah, lots of work to be, uh, to be had and we'll do another episode someday where we talk about, um, which we didn't talk about my national uh, stuff a little bit from my connections I made with some of the grading companies. Oh yeah. That'd be, uh, actually, you know what you should, I wonder if you should save that for a WTC episode, because that's what I was getting ready to plug for you is the YouTube channel <laughs> guys. Make sure to check out WTC on YouTube. Uh, great. You know, uh, he just said a minute ago that, uh, they're, the, some of the discussions that he's had with Paul and watch out for some panels that are going to be coming up out on there from the national yep. kind of some more fallout from the national, from some of the other guys that were there. So uh, Jim, make sure to check that subscribe to the channel. Uh, I'm assuming that's at the, the link I actually use I, when I'm on WTC, I go straight to checklists. Like I don't even look at the other stuff. <laughs> so is the YouTube actually on there too, where your social media is uh, everything? Yeah. All of it, everything is social media, all links to everything for WTC at the bottom of every single page. There's the icons for YouTube, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, everything's all right there. Anything that we're on is there. Uh, also you can watch all of our YouTube episodes right on wrestlingtradingcards.com as well. There you go. There's a whole uh, channel uh, right there uh, on the website itself. Yeah, I like going to the checklist. One of my favorite things to do, and uh, I, I think it's me. And, it's like an inside joke with me and you, and probably some other people. Is somebody will ask a question, 
And uh, I like to reply with the link to the checklist. I do it all the That's time like too. That's like my go-to move. I do it all the time. <laughs> I, I, I put that saying for reference and I just, and I put the link right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping people will start. I mean, I, I don't mind getting the questions and helping where I can, but uh, WTC is such an established brand at this point. We know where to find the information wrestling training cards.com. I don't yep. understand why people aren't going to that. Um, maybe they're just lazy and just want the free answers on social media from people. I don't know, same, but same guys who buy tickets to shows. Apparently there you go. Prime example. <laughs> you can find all my stuff at Zan morning on all social platforms, wrestling with cards on YouTube, wrestling with cards, the podcast, which has kind of made a little bit of a comeback. Still having fun with that. Uh, most importantly, though, I hope this video brought you or this audio and video brought you some value today, maybe helped you kind of dissect the national from a wrestling fan perspective, because I know that's different than the traditional sports card or whatever. Uh, but hopefully this video brought you this audio and video brought you some value. Please subscribe if you like the World's Collide podcast, if you would like all of our other shows before this. And if, if you want to listen to stuff we've got coming up next week and the week after that. And hopefully the week after that, if we're all still alive. Sure. Uh, please, please subscribe. And uh, probably the best thing you could do is share this with the friends. Share it on social media. Tag Tony. Tag me. Tag Chuckster. Paul. Anybody that's in the community. Just yep. It's always fun to get a discussion. Maybe there's something we talked about on this that is a like talking point for you. And you want to kind of talk about that on social media. Just tag us in it. And we can get a nice discussion thread going on. It'd be a good time. Yeah, and... That's my number one thing I love the most. I want to see more interaction from people who say, I listen to the show. And it's, it's starting to happen a little more. I've seen it a little yeah. happen a little bit more, which I'm really happy to see. Uh, and it's kind of like, hey, you know, I, I, I disagree with that. I think like this or like that's on point. I mean, I would love to have more interaction that way. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you did go to the National, I hope you had a good time. And until next week, when we'll be dropping another episode, keep collecting and having fun. We'll see you.